Good morning, Superflex City. Welcome back to episode two of the Variance of Value. Thank you for being here. I'm happy to be here. Just me today, Swagzilla0G, if you want to find me in the Twitterverse. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about what do you think, value. I want to explain the the value-based market that we live in just a little bit differently, kind of how I've started to look at the market. Today we're going to focus a little bit on the trade calculator aspect of the market. That's right, the trade calculators. The trade calculators that seem to be all the craze. That number attached to the player's that is value, the value of that player. Value, value, value. Value seems to be all the craze. Let's just be honest. Everybody's talking about it. I think it's gotten to this point where far too often we hear the value is on this side. Like If you're asking for advice, if you're giving advice, I think far too often you hear the value is on this side, just that generic, the value is on this side, rather than I value this side. And first of all, that's what I want to challenge everybody here. I have a challenge for all of you, and it's simple. If you're looking for advice and somebody tells you, well, the value's on this side, like be it a trade question, obviously would have to be that kind of advice. But if you hear the value is on this side, challenge them. Ask them, well, what side do you value? How do you see these players? What What is more important? You know, because we have an opportunity to change value because that's how value is created through each and every step, each and every conversation we have. Every trade we make, we'll get more into that. And then I and then I want to also challenge anybody that is maybe giving advice. I want to challenge you to stop telling what side the value's on because I think we can all find that out pretty easily ourselves at this point. It's, it's something we were talking about a little bit in Superflex City. It there years ago, I remember because I've been using value for a while, I'm, and I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's important to have. So by no means am I saying we're getting rid of value. That's not what this show is about. But years ago, a lot of friends or different people, listeners, people that wanted advice would ask me to use my trade calculator that I was subscribed to to give them what the perceived value of those players in that moment was. That doesn't happen anymore. But everybody still knows value. You can tell from the conversations you have with people that everybody understands value. And the reason... That doesn't happen anymore is because everybody's using value. Everybody's using a calculator or some kind of value chart somewhere. So I challenge you when you are giving advice to how do you value it, not just the side that the generic value is on. I think that that's just a little too easy and we're not changing value if we just adhere to value in the moment because there's no certainty in value. And that's what this is all about. There's no certainty in value. They're just all uncertain numbers. The most certain value that we have in Superflex Dynasty today is Patrick Mahomes. It has to be. He's kind of like that lifetime stock that at this point you don't really need to worry about too much. So what we want to do here is try to understand some of those value trends and stay ahead of them and not just always adhere to today's value but how we value things how you value things it all makes a difference every step of the way just from the way value is created you're a part of value we will get to a little bit more of that too but you are a a part of value but really what this is about is the trends and trying to stay ahead of trends and identifying those trends 
very similar to what Wall Street does with stocks. You shouldn't treat your dynasty teams any differently. Like Wall Street understands your emotional attachments. They try to watch for the next new thing. They try to get out of it before it's too old. Like that's what Wall Street does. Again, you shouldn't handle your dynasty teams any differently. Companies try to put things in your face so many times and Wall Street also, they, they can identify with these things and understand when, oh my gosh, this item is going to be hot. Like everybody's already going crazy about it. And that's what happens within our dynasty market. Like, like it or not, the more times you see somebody say, go buy Miles Sanders, the more you're going to start to believe in that. And the more it's a trickle effect that will slowly affect that dynasty value. Every little bit adds up. And I'm not saying that one player necessarily. I just pulled that out of a hat, Miles Sanders. But the more times you see something like that and from more different people, and then if you see it from the biggest person, like it just slowly gets embedded in your head. It's hard to, because you get to this moment, even if you didn't really believe that most people will slowly be like, oh, maybe I should kind of think about getting some Miles Sanders. This is starting to look a little bit more fun now. And But for whatever reason, like the more times you see things, a lot of times, like, But that's when sometimes you need to almost turn and bend it a little bit and see when those peak values are and when to get out and whatnot. What we want to do is, I mean, we want to try to identify when to purchase before it hits that peak value. You really rarely want to invest in a product ever at peak value, any stock at peak value. Again, maybe like a Patrick Mahomes, that lifetime stock that you think is going to stay there for a really long time and he he probably will by all means but you want to try to get out when they're at that peak value split the stocks a little bit put them in a couple different directions and then have those stocks gain and but you never want to overlook production that's what's gotten so tricky with with value versus production and building a successful dynasty roster not just a valuable dynasty roster because what makes value in the end you make value that's that's where the number comes from. You and me. We help in every way. Every trade you make, every draft pick you make, every time you sell something, every time you tell your friend about that trade you made. Like even if you go into a league, you make a trade, there's 10 other teams not involved in that trade that could start to think that like, "Huh, maybe I want to go get that player." Maybe not even the player that you sold. You know, there's two two sides to the trade. Maybe they think like, "Huh, maybe I do want to I like that side. I can't believe he got that done. You've affected value just in their minds, not even to mention the algorithm base of the calculator that's actually seen trades maybe made throughout different leagues. That all goes into effect. Like you're affecting value. If you buy low air quotes, if you buy low on a player and somehow the trade calculator, the trend picks up on this. It'll affect that even if it's a small amount. It all affects everything. We're all a part of value. So that's again the challenge, like to use your ability and like your process and let that affect value because it slowly will and you can change it. And but that's neither here nor there. Like again, I guess we're trying to stay ahead of trends, but there's just so many different ways to to look at this. And we know value is not going anywhere. I mean, I'm sitting here kind of trying to create a trend where I'm going against value, but I mean, I'm, I'm talking about value to go against it. Like I use value a lot. I, I always have, like, 
I have nothing against value being in Dynasty. I think it's important. I think it needs to be there. But I think that there's just opportunities to use it a little different. And that's where you and me come in. It's it's almost become our lifeline to Dynasty. Almost our oxygen in which we, we all need to breathe, keep it alive. And then in a way, again, like you and I, we're the carbon dioxide. We are creating that that oxygen. There's no value without you. Val- value also doesn't work if you don't believe in it. It, it. There's no point in value being here if you don't believe in it, if I don't believe in it. And that's where this all gets a little bit interesting. And again, this is this is about we're trying to stay ahead and with some trends and maybe dump off some stocks and get some fresh ones that are maybe undervalued and we're going to get to some of that. I've got some players that I want you to go after, a couple of players I want you to sell. We're saving a little bit for the end of the show here, but these aren't going to be too long, so we'll get there pretty quick. But again, the problem, the problem with this, like, and, and again, where it gets interesting, should I say, is is you, the fact that you have to believe in value and, and the mentality that does end up coming with that, there's almost those moments where we are willing to hold back our honest opinions just to adhere to that value because we know what it is and you're kind of like huh is this what it should be like sometimes preserving that bond becomes more important than your honest opinion and that's why we want more like i value like this is how i see it like go against that like don't be afraid to challenge that value for for whatever that's worth to you And, and sometimes that's even when you see somebody talk or any of the creators of the the trade calculators. My favorite is the Dynasty Trade Calculators. They do a great job over there. I mean, they and they offer so much more to you than just a calculator. First of all, it's a it's a great place, great tool to be able to go in. I mean, you can look at player profiles, running backs. You can see the their forty yard dash, speed score, uh, burst score, agility, bench press. Then uh, same with the quarterbacks has a forty yard dash, burst score, agility score, and then has throw. Velocity and of course the Wonderlick score, wide receivers, tight ends. You can get the forty-yard dash, speed score, burst score, agility score, catch radius. They're always putting up value trends. Like they put a lot of work in over at these sites. That it's worth every damn penny. To be honest with you, same with the calculators at other places. Like I know Dynasty Nerds has one, DLF has one. There's so much more they offer with every package like the calculators are just a part of it so honestly it's a great tool they're fun to work with i don't feel like anybody's getting ripped off by investing in a dynasty trade calculator type site like i love it it's 10 bucks a year i'm grandfathered in i think you get it now for 15 dollars. i think it's well worth it it's honestly those guys put in a heck of a lot of work needless to say it's not like any of those sites or calculators can tell you they don't believe in that product or actually you should look at value differently. It's almost a fashion foe for me to even go against this in in a certain sense because you get to know all these people in the community. You become friends with some of them. You want them to be successful. So for all means, I I want them to be successful in what they're doing. There's nothing that I would want more than to see these companies continue to grow and be profitable because we all put a lot of work into this. So by no means am I saying that you shouldn't invest in these products, these tools, but it's just how you look at them that has to be a little bit different. It's interesting too, because I mentioned to you like 
earlier on in the show that you are sort of that carbon dioxide and value in a sense is that oxygen. And then, and that's where it gets interesting because the, how much that oxygen and does need you. And I'm sitting around and I'm watching the Lorax with my kids and I see this analogy that I'm like, wait a minute, like that's what I've kind of needed. It's so funny, like I'm, I'm using Dr. Seuss to create this vision. My friends at Superflex City are using Socrates and other things I should probably read that I never have, maybe never will. I, I might stick to Dr. Seuss. I'm going to try to dumb it down a little bit. But you're watching that and then you see O'Hare, like he's the the bad guy in it. And again, like that's where this gets difficult for me because I don't think any of these guys are bad guys. But what he is doing, I mean, he and he says it even in the song, everyone around me here works for me. I sell them something they can get for free. We live in perfect harmony. And in a way, like that is exactly the world we live in with value because it's just perceived. Again, nothing is certain with value. It can all change so quickly and we've watched it change so much. And then even in the, then the, the whole group comes in, all of the town singing in harmony. It's Needville. We like living this way. It's perfect. And this is how it will stay. And, and there's some truth to that too, because it's probably not going away. But then you have Tim who goes out and he just wants to find a different path a different way he wants to show them and they're even like why do we need trees we have these beautiful i just got this new tree made out of lights and the whole time they're really being duped and this guy o'hare he realizes that there's something to be taken advantage of and he sells them what they want and he keeps them out from that real reality i mean let's be honest there's no product out there you're gonna buy if that company tells you you know we really love this it's trendy but it's a crappy product. Like, so, I mean, you have to believe in this product in order for it to work. But I just want to use it a different way. I want to take advantage of those trends. I want to look six months out. Again, I want to look six months out. I want to make a trade today that I can't make in six months. I'd want to not worry so much about this moment. Like, there's not too many things in life that I would say get ahead other than dynasty. In life, like I try harder each and every day to enjoy every moment and, and to live in that moment. But in Dynasty, I want to be six months out. I want something to happen that I can't make happen then. Something that you're like, wow, that trade you made six months ago, I didn't understand. But holy cow, you won that. Because that's what Dynasty is all about, is building for that long haul. And that's the way we, we want to do this. That's the direction we want to go. It's not always what it is but what it can become and that's that's what we want to do to build our dynasty teams we mentioned again o'hare's the bad guy by no means do i think there are any bad guys out there it's just something that i thought of that kind of could take this home a little bit and make it come full circle and that really understand your role in this and how you can affect value by just being honest with yourself and honest with others and not being worried about that that bond that you have with others, that herd mentality, they're not going to like you any less if you go outside the box and you say, you know what, actually, I like this better. And this is why a lot of times we can back it up with our process and you can get ahead of things in just a different ways. So I guess now in this moment, that's what we'll get to. Uh, we'll try to identify a couple players that I think you could get ahead of the trend. A couple players I think you should buy, a couple players I think you should sell. 
actually have a couple players that I don't really think will ever win the value game at this point, but I think their price is more than right for you to continue to contend with them. But I don't think like at the end of 2021 that they will have gained any value. The The first player I want to talk about that I think fits this mold that I don't think is really going to ever gain any value at this point. I don't think I just think we've thrown too much shade on him. But anyway, it's David Montgomery comes in at 18.5 points on the dynasty trade calculator as of today. I don't see Chicago going away from David Montgomery. I could see him outscoring some of the guys that we'll mention here in this show, even some of my cells, but I don't think he's going to really gain any value. I think it's just too bad, but I think if you buy him and you get attached to him to a couple of years, I think you'll be okay. We got a little bit into the idea that David Montgomery had that amazing end of the season stretch and that amazing schedule that he had, and he did. But the one thing we didn't mention was that all of his best games, like his his eight best games, one, two, three, four, five, six, I apologize, seven, his seven best games all had Mitchell Trubisky throwing the ball, including one week two. That was also against the Giants, so it wasn't like a an amazing defense or anything, but all of his best games also had Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball. And I, I believe Mitch is a better quarterback than Nick Foles, sorry. But I also believe they're going to move on from Mitch Trubisky. Could be wrong. There's a lot of quarterback changes that we're going to be talking about at Superflex City, but but this is the thing. Like If they get a better quarterback in Chicago and you have David Montgomery there, he's still going to be the guy with with all the work next year in Chicago. Most of the work, should I say. And he's still going to have some of these amazing matchups here and there. I mean, any running back gets a, a couple good runs. But it was all with the better quarterback. So some better quarterback play. I, I just don't see him replacing David Montgomery. Sure, they might get somebody in there that compliments him a little bit. I don't doubt that one bit. But I think David Montgomery is somebody that you're going to be able to rely on in that RB2 range for a couple of years to come and really help you put it through, you know, and then at the end of the year, he's one of those players, because again, I don't think the value ever gains, but he's one of those players, if it doesn't work out for your dynasty team, you get to the playoffs and then that's your time to move him. So you won't, if you get attached today, which I think you can for a relatively fair price, if you get attached today, you're probably stuck with him until the end of 2021 in your lineup. If you're not a contender, you're not moving on until then. It's another conversation we will have later down the road. Another player I wanted to talk about is Keenan Allen. I think he's another player that is going to continue to win you dynasty championships, or at least get you there. He's going to get you there year after year, but he's never really going to gain the value that I think he deserves to have. Even for other players in his same age area, you're going to hear the age thing a lot more for Keenan Allen for whatever reason. Keenan Allen is just this amazing outlier to me in the value versus production in our dynasty world. Keenan Allen, I mean, so he's the 18th ranked wide receiver in dynasty trade calculator value. Last year, he averaged wide receiver seven. Only two wide receivers. This is a tweet I put out. Only two wide receivers from the last three drafts. So 2020, 2019, and 2018 outproduced Keenan Allen's weekly average so only two rookies outproduces weekly average that was uh calvin ridley and aj brown four players from the list outproduced his season total three of those four wide receivers played more games than him 2017 
Keenan Allen's targeted 115, 156 targets, 2018, 136 targets, 2019, 149 targets. All of those years, he played 16 games. 2020, he plays 14 games, 147 targets. He's got Herbert now. We know it's wheels up, but we're just not giving him the value he deserved. Let's face it, he's he's 28, soon to be 29. He's already at that age apex where nothing will make him gain any more value. I mean, there's there's players in his age area that have more value, but his won't go up. Maybe in season a little bit, he might get a little bit of a value boost. But Keenan Allen forevermore is just a bargain to buy. Hold on to on your teams. Again, same move you might make with David Montgomery that we talked about where you get into that situation where you're all of a sudden out of contention. It didn't work out for you. You you were in contention. Let's let's be honest. You were in contention, but then you you didn't make it into the, the next round. You just didn't make it all the way. Trade Keenan Allen to that team for something that will prosper into your future because he, his value is just not going to go up. It's just too bad. He's disrespected, but he's going to continue to put those points into your lineup. I saw people selling him for a 2022 first just a couple days ago. To me, that's just irresponsible. It's not even good for a rebuild because at this point, I mean, honestly, by 2020, by the time I, my team's playing next year in 2022, we'll even say my team's probably still better with Keenan Allen. And hopefully I've put something around some other pieces by that point or sold Keenan Allen for something a a lot better than something in 2022. I want to try to take your money before 2022. And that's what I want you to do just as well. So I've got a couple sells. We'll talk about the sells really quick because I'm not going to spend as much time on them at all. But my sells, I mean, and all of you know that how I feel about this, but one is Clyde Edwards Alaire. I just think it's still a good time to get out. I think that that value is going to be there regardless of what he does. But I don't think the production, like, honestly, I don't care what you think. Put it on the board. David Montgomery is going to outscore Clyde Edwards-Alaire next year. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire will probably still, some crazy reason, have more value. You're going to keep hearing people talk about it. And that's just, like, those things that you have to go against. Again, just kind of dare to be a little bit different. Don't worry so much about that bond that you feel the need to preserve. I'll say again, don't worry about that. Your That relationship will be okay. If somebody doesn't like you or ends up having a huge problem with you because of your fantasy football takes or whoever you're listening to, however you feel about things, they're really not a good friend anyway. I'm not saying they're not a good person, but you don't have a good relationship if that is what ends it. So again, just don't be afraid to go against that a little bit. Clyde Edwards-Lair, 28.4 points. I think he's a huge sell. Again, another one, and this one it's might be hard to grasp, but I'm going to say Miles Sanders just as well. I think that his value, and even with Clyde Edwards-Lair and Miles Sanders, I think they're both going to continue to put points into your lineup. I think they're RB2s that are being valued, though, as that like low-end RB1. I just think you can get somebody like David Montgomery Plus, maybe you get David Montgomery and Denzel Mims or just some kind of other high upside wide receiver that's relatively cheap at this point. Maybe something like that. Another sell that I have, I just think he's reaching that age apex at 26 and I still see a lot of chatter about him kind of held in high regards. 
he's one running back you don't really hear people worry about the age. But Aaron Jones, I think that you need to really consider getting out of Aaron Jones if he lands in another spot or if he's with the Packers. His value won't go up. It's only going to go down. By By this time next year, Aaron Jones will have less value than anybody on this list. That's really how I feel. Maybe even Miles Sanders and Clyde Edwards-Alaire will take a little dip. At some time, I think that the market will have to fix itself a little bit on, on a couple of these players. And another one I think that we're a little off on in the moment is Joe Mixon at 21.2 points. I could see Mixon gaining value throughout this season. Another season with Joe Burrow. They're both excited about some of the offensive changes that they'll be making. I really think that Mixon's going to get on the field and give you that production that you want. I think that he's a low-end RB1, being valued more as a RB2. I would bet that Mixon has more points than Aaron Jones, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Miles Sanders. Would you prefer I just say that group above? I I don't know, but I think that Mixon's going to outproduce these guys. Same with James Robinson, 21.4 points. Compared to the 28 and 28 of Sanders and then the 24 of Jones, I'll put James Robinson in my lineup every week compared to Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Aaron Jones. I I think that we're disrespecting James Robinson and what he just did. He's going to be with a new offensive coordinator, new coach, new quarterback. James Robinson isn't going away for what he just did. He's part of that team. Uh, third one I want you to go try to buy that I just think his his price has gotten a little bit low on. It's just because of the injury season didn't really play, and that's Cortland Sutton. I would I would be happy to go throw out some offers on Sutton right now. I just think at 20.9 points, his age, his talent, what we've already seen from him in his rookie year, I think that Cortland Sutton's one of those players that his value just dipped a little too low on. I mean, with all means, you know, I mentioned go buy Keenan Allen at the value he's at, but Keenan Allen, I mean, if you are worried about age and you feel like you're wasting the last few years of Keenan Allen away, maybe you pivot to somebody like Cortland Sutton and you try to make a move with that player. Maybe those players, and that could be a win-win for both sides, quite honestly. That's something I wouldn't mind doing. I know I said to buy Keenan Allen, but I think that that could be a win-win world for both worlds. And then Keenan Allen... Helps you win some a little bit before Sutton, but Sutton's not too far behind, and you you save some years. I wouldn't mind doing that at all. Man, huh, maybe I'll, I've got a couple ideas now. I really enjoyed these shows. I hope you guys too as well. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow at Superflex City on Twitter. Follow me at SwagZilla0G. Follow Superflex Super Show. Follow all of that stuff. Super Flexible, Super Flexperts. Snake in the draft. Superflex City is just jam packed off the hook. I, I hope I fit it all in. Hope you enjoyed the show. You guys have a great day. How bad can I be? I'm just doing what comes naturally. How bad can I be? I'm just following my destiny. How bad can I be? I'm just doing what comes naturally. How bad can I be? Can I possibly be? Well, there's a principle in nature, nature. that almost every creature knows. Called survival of the fittest. And check it, this is how it goes. The animal that wins got to scratch and fight and claw and bite and pull.
someone else's la 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 lunch. I'm just saying, how bad can I be? I'm just doing what comes naturally. How bad can I be? I'm just following my destiny. How bad can I be? I'm just doing what comes naturally. How bad can I be? How bad can I possibly be? There's a principle in business. Everybody knows his sound. It says the people with the money. Make this ever loving world go round. So I'm bigger in my company, I'm bigger in my factory, I'm bigger in my corporate sign. Everybody out there, you take care of yours and me. I'll take care of mine, 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 mine. Shake that bottom line. Let me hear you say smogulous smoke. Sloppity slap. It's never, ever, ever, ever gonna stop. No! Come on, how bad can it possibly be? How bad can I be? I'm just building the economy. How bad can I be? Just look at me petting this puppy. How bad